You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Are you ready this morning? Let's turn our Bible to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. So, I want to talk briefly on largeness of, oh, uh, enlargement of hearts. Or heart enlargement. <laughs> heart, heart surgery. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if your heart is not enlarged, you will not be able to receive all that God wants to do. No matter how high your expectations are, God will always surpass it. But here is the most important thing. God needs you to have a large heart to be able to do great things on earth. Praise the Lord. Now, some of the things that we share, there are uh, things in the Bible that are unique to Christians. They are just for believers only. But there are some other things that they will work for just anybody. For instance, give and it shall be given to you. It's not for Christians only. They are universal principles of God. So Christians deal with the person of Jesus Christ. But the principles of God are universal. Honor your father, your mother, and it shall be well with you. You don't have to be a Christian to function in that. Are you following me? So there are eternal laws that are from the creator that if you follow them. Now, Jesus said that, for instance, if you understand relationships, you understand how to partner with people, how to honor your partner, how to... Um, Go the right way when it comes to dealing with people. You will prosper in relationship even though you might not know Jesus Christ. Are you following me? Now, if you are very diligent as a student, you will succeed in your examination even though you don't know Jesus. Is that right? If you are a scientist and you are very serious with all your experiments and your, whatever you are doing in your lab, you will come up with some researches that those who talk in tongues might not come up with. Is that right? They are God's universal principle. They will work for anybody. One of them is what I want to talk about today. Even though we have an advantage. So every Christian, because God expects his children to understand better. If your mind, if your heart is small, your result will be small. And I want to show you uh, how God thinks. Because this will help us. So Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him that is able to do, exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us. Able to do. But whatever God is able to do has something to do with your imagination and what is at work in you? Now, the power that is in every Christian is the power of the Holy Spirit. But the working of the power, uh, that the pace of the working, they are not the same. Are you following me? So, if Jesus, this is why I want to share this. If Jesus suddenly stands before the whole congregation this morning, if he appears to everybody, and he takes all of you one by one, and he asks you to kneel down, he says to everybody, I bless you with a special spiritual gift, and with power of the Holy Ghost, go and heal the world. I give all of you 10 years, your results will not be the same. Is that true? Why? The same Jesus has appeared to all of you, human capacity will separate men. 
This is why it's important to trust God to work on how you say things. And I want to share how this can affect divine plan this morning. I'm going to give you just, I'm going to give the first service, I'll give out two examples and I'll do another two examples, maybe second service. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. This is very important. Amen. Don't worry, today is just the beginning. Amen. 2 Kings. Oh. The Bible says now, a woman cried to Elisha, you know, you said my servant feared the Lord. Now, now, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. Thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take my two sons to be born men. There is so much to say about this verse 1. Even though this is not our focus. Look at what the woman said. The husband feared God, but he still died a death form. Number two. The husband was a prophet. That means the unction of God was with him. But he still died. He died broke. Does that mean anything to you? She said, my husband feared the Lord. Yet he died living death behind. And the two sons were taken to come and become slaves. But that's not our focus today. That's a serious thing. So, it's, it's important to understand that there are like segments in God. Aspects. And that you interact with God in a particular way does not make up for other ways that you don't know. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, so, (laughs) verse 2. Elisha said to her, what shall I do for thee? Thank God he asked the next question. Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, thy handmaid had nothing <laughs> in the house, save a pot of oil. The husband died not knowing this. If you knew this, he wouldn't die a poor man. That there was a miracle in their house. But they did not know. When your heart is small, you keep looking for what people can do for you. You will not see what is at work in you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you following me? The husband didn't know this. Every day they were looking at that jar of oil. But they were going around borrowing money. And there was a jar of oil in the house. You know, that's why I've told you before. One of the most important prayers you can pray is to ask God to open your eyes. At times it's important to ask ask God to open your eyes to who you are. There are many things loaded in many of you listening to me now. It is sad that the whole world, many will die not touching 1% of the grace that is upon their life. Are you following me? If you imagine people like Abatistin still coming back to say that even the best, the, the most brilliant of men on earth have only used less than 3% of their brain. That says a lot about what God created the man. No, the Bible said that what is man that thou art mindful of him. There is something heavy about a man. So these guys were going around borrowing every day. And this is still happening to people right now. I need this one to help me. I need that one to help me. But there is something in you, in, within you, within your a capacity that you are not seeing. So Elisha said that you are broke because you don't know what he said. So you know the question I'm going to ask you? What is in thy house? And now Elijah was speaking on God's behalf and sincerely speaking, it is true. When the almighty God asks you a question, it's not because he's looking for an answer, he's calling your attention to something. God asks a question in the Bible, that we are that. Doesn't mean God didn't know where that was. No. 
When Almighty God asks you a question, when he says, when he's asking you, it means he's pointing your attention to something. Are you following me? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Then he said, go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. And this is where I'm going. Even empty vessels. And let me say the last thing. Now, did you notice there that it didn't tell her whether to borrow 10 or 15 vessels? Yeah. Now, I want to show you this. You are going to see this kind of example in the Bible. Now, he said, borrow not a few. Your definition of a few. <laughs> um, you know, people say that in life starts small. Small is relative. So a man that wants to drive a jeep, if that is all his dream, if he starts by his bicycle, it's okay. It starts small. But to a man that wants to own estates across the world, to a man who wants to say 10,000 people are feeding from you every day, starting small can be like starting with 50 million. Because where you are going, is only, you will need trillions. So if you are starting small, are you getting what I'm saying? So small is relative. Is that right? So that is the issue with dressing also. Whether a person dresses well or not, when you say a lady is exposing herself, that's also relative. What I complain about in some other countries, she's well covered. In fact, she's too covered. <laughs> you know, the world is going crazy. I <laughs> hope you know. <laughs> so, anyway, let me not start controversial discussion this morning. But let's stay with the subject. Are you, are you following me? <laughs> so, <laughs> the Bible says, go bro, not a few. Now, before I continue, I just want to show you something similar. Now, 2 Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings 13. Now, this is going to illustrate the point more. 2 Kings 13. Now, this same Elisha will receive double portion, standing in the place of a prophet representing God to Israel or speaking on God's behalf to the people. Let's start from around verse 7, 8 or 17. Or what, what, give me verse 17. Let me see. I'm, I'm, okay, yeah. Start from 16. Start from 14. All of them are looking like. Now, Elisha was falling sick. Of the sickness whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen. They're always saying this to Elisha. As if himself was the chariot of Israel. <laughs> Amen. Because that was what he said when the anointing came upon him. Elijah said, and this is where I want to start from maybe next service. Ah, Lord Jesus. When the guy said, I want a double portion of your spirit to come upon me. Elijah said, what to ask you for is difficult. But it doesn't mean you cannot have it. What was the condition he gave? Can you remind me? May God open your eyes. Elijah said that whatever request, some requests truly are hard. But thank God they are not impossible. Some things that you desire, they are hard. Some, if, it, if they bear is something massive. But they are possible. He said, there is something. If you can, getting a double portion of my spirit is not the problem. If you can see me, 
and we are going to look at that next service in Abraham. What you don't see, you don't possess. Are you following me? Yes, sir. Okay, let's let's move. So <laughs> he was going to die. Then next verse 15. Elisha said to Elisha knew his problem. The king came to cry. When he saw that Elisha Elisha sick, Elisha sick, he said, Then we're all in trouble. Because if this guy should die, our enemies will override us. Because one Elisha made an entire army to be blind and gave them food <laughs> and sent them back to their country. One Elisha, there was famine in the land, and he said, about this time tomorrow, a measure of which shall be sold for a shekel. And by the following morning, everybody has surplus. One Elisha. So when they heard that he was sick, everybody felt that if this man should go, that is the end of chariots of Israel and the horsemen. That means there is no point fighting any battle again. This man has spoken over our lives and this man is about going. So the king went to meet him and started crying that when, now that you are sick and you are about to die, what do we do? Elisha said, I know your problem. I'm not going to be here again, but I can teach you prophetically how you can have victory. Then he said, Elisha said to him, take a bow, take bow and arrows. And he took with him bows, bow and arrows. Next verse. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hand upon the king's hand. Now, I can't fully explain this today, but this is a very powerful prophetic storm. So he told the king that, you know what? You are the king. You are not even the chief boy. You represent the kingdom. So take bow and arrow, which means the weapon you use to fight. Now he said, take the bow, take the arrow, and do like this, like a man ready to fight. Why did Elisha put his hand on the guy's hand? Another was saying that I'm not going to be here for long here, but I'm putting the anointing on every battle you are going to fight after my departure. Now, he said, open your window eastward, and he opened it. The Elisha said, shoot, and he shot. And he made the declaration, said, the arrow of the Lord's deliverance, and the arrow of deliverance from Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Africa, till thou hast consumed them. Everybody say prophetic word. But every prophetic word has something to do with contribution of a man. So Elisha told the guy that, you know what? I'm going to do my part now. I will cause power to be available by doing something to you right now. Take your bow, take arrows. Now he said, shoot. And when the guy shot, he made a pronunciation. He said, the arrow of the lost victory. Because their major enemy that time uh, were the Syrians. He said, the arrow of the lost victory over Syria. That means... Even in my absence, I give you authority over Syrians. But then, look at how it ended. And he said, take the arrows, and he took them. And he said to the king, he said, smite upon the ground. And he smote three times and stayed. Next verse. And the man of God was wroth. He was angry with him. And he said, thou should have done, you should have done it five or six times. Then thou might have smitten the Syrian till thou hast consumed it. Whereas, now thou shalt smite the Syrian but three times. When I study the Bible, I ask questions. Why didn't he tell the guy the implication of what he was, supposed, what he was about to do? After shooting the arrow, he said, you know, he told, he told him, take arrow. So he shot one, and he said, the arrow of victory. He said, but let's demonstrate that victory. He said, take the bow now, hit the ground. But he didn't tell him how many times. So the king hit the ground. One, two, Today, we are we are conquering the Syria. We are conquering the Syria. We are conquering the Syria. And he stopped. And Elijah was angry on his sick bed. And he said, Why did you do it three times? 
The king would have been like, excuse me, sir, you didn't tell me how many times. But it was like, I already told you. Now, just like the same Elisha never told that woman how many vessels to borrow. For provision, he said to one, borrow vessels, not few. For victory, he said to one, smite the arrows on ground, but he didn't say how many times. And he didn't say how many vessels to be borrowed. Your definition of few we affect how many verses you will get. Because in that story, as the woman started pouring the oil, first vessel, second vessel, third vessel, I don't know how many vessels, he said to the son, more bucket, more bucket, and the son said, no more bucket again, and the oil stopped right there. The oil goes as far as how many vessels laid down. And the number of vessels laid down depends on you. Are you following me? If we continue, we are going to get to why did God tell Abraham that look around as far as your eyes can see? Why didn't God determine for Abraham how far Abraham will go? Why did he say as far as this is a principle every child of God must understand? This will drive us into you must walk on this thing called the heart. I'm not about your physical heart, not upon's blood. <laughs> when we say your heart, your spirit, your ability to see. So everything that God is going to do with your life can be amplified or diminished by your heart. If that bow was given to someone else, he would have done it 16 times and the Syrians will never rise again. If that uh, prophecy was given to somebody, the person would have bore if I was the one. There will not be any vessel in town again. I will tell Elijah that you said I should borrow vessel, not few. It will take me two weeks. See, it's no time frame to borrow. I will just, just use two ways to borrow. Every house, borrow vessel because the oil will keep going. Oh, the Spirit of God wants to do great and mighty things in the last days. God is looking for dreamers. If the vision and what you live for in your life is not beyond you, you have not started living. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. The way it works in the world, I think we discussed a part of this yesterday. The way it works in the world, this is why, honestly speaking, personally, I weep for Africa. The way it works in the world, those who see ahead will conquer ahead. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Everybody say vision. How big is your vision. Now, this is actually, oh, oh my God. You know, I'm, I'm about to say, I'm praying for everybody that you will not live for what you want. I want money. You live by vision. Money will serve you. Has it ever occurred to you? A bunch of guys, majority of the people you call Boko Haram today cannot even speak English. Yet they have billions. Hope you know those people have money. The weapons they use are heavy. These were ordinary men who might, oh God, ordinarily you would have think they would do any kind of menial job or the rest. Probably that was what they were doing before. But a vision that our religion supersedes all and we kill anybody who will not support what we are doing has made millions to pass through their hands. Whether in Syria, whether ISIS or the rest. Wherever there is a vision, and the more global, 
or more powerful your vision is, the more resources you receive. It's a secret that men don't know. It proves that this is superior to education. Those guys fly jets. One day, Bokwara was bragging and saying now that they are war jets. These are illiterates. That's the power of vision. When you live for something beyond I just want, it's amazing. Mahatma Gandhi did it. Once you start living for something beyond and God is holding on his children to start rising. Have a dream. That was what Joseph had. This art has to be enlarged. To think beyond what you see every day. Don't be swallowed into the fact that you dress or you go to office, they pay you 200, you are not happy, you go, and that's what you live for. Yeah, do that work, but look beyond the works. That was what God said to Abraham. Look from where you are. From where you are, look up. You will see there's no limit when you look up. But when you look around, you are limited. We are going to look at practical steps in conceiving a large vision. But this must happen to everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If one is dreaming and has a large heart and includes you in his plan, if you don't have an independent plan, you will serve that person. I, I don't mean, honestly, we don't say this to you. So we all know very well, especially in this part of the world, the best people don't lead us. Those who lead us are those who know clue. I mean, it is pathetic, really. Some of the brilliant guys that you've been around in school, we just visit into it. And then some, of the, some other people are the ones ruling. When somebody begins to think for everybody, I want to be governor here, and he's thinking for everybody. Whether you like it, if a vision comes to pass, all of you will be subject to it. And this is very, this is it's a serious matter. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you just thinking of, I just want to make 50, uh, I just want to make 20 million. Or you are thinking, about the kind of business that will employ the entire nation. All I know is that God will never say to any man, ah, ah, your own is too big now. Ah, what's your problem? That this vision, ah, <laughs> even in heaven now we are managing, what's, how can you be dreaming this? He will never say that to a man. So why cutting it short? Why? Why are you borrowing few vessels? Don't let circumstances tell you how to dream. Are you following me? But in the midst of that circumstance, dream big and dream great. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Everybody say, I, 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 I would have read to us. Is it First, first Kings 4.29? I think. Let's read. First Kings 4.29. First Kings 4.29. Let me check. I want to be sure. First Kings 4.29. This is what many people have not noticed. Oh, I want to leave you today. My time is, I have three minutes, so I'm going to stop. I'm going to leave you today to go back home and pray. Pray this prayer. We've read about Solomon. What made this guy big? The same, oh, <laughs> hallelujah. The same Israel where Saul was the king and there was scarcity of resources. The same Israel. Solomon was king. And silver was counted as nothing. The same country. It's not about resources. It's about the heart of who is leading. Are you following what I'm saying? The same country. 
Somebody was king, everybody was broke. Like, <laughs> like you are seeing in some countries now, where they are entering the poorest nation. It's, it's about, you need to understand. And people will keep making excuses. It's about who is leading part time. Look at. God gives Solomon wisdom and understanding. What's the next one? You know, the Bible separates them. Wisdom, understanding, but also, so the first thing God did Solomon was to enlarge his heart. Ability to comprehend matters. So think beyond ordinary. No wonder all nations were coming to serve him. When you ask this and like this, what happens? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord Jesus. Isn't it thrilling? So think about the fact that no matter how much you dream, you dream. At the end of the day, God says, I'm able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. I know zero multiplied by anything is zero. So if the anointing is available and there's nothing on your part, no dream, nothing, it's still zero. Oh, glory to God. That is why those who think of solving a particular problem are always richer than those who are looking for money. If somebody says, for instance, how come everybody's having HIV and we need to do something, if he comes up with the answer to HIV, he will, he will be rich. Whether he wants to or he does not want to, and he will be popular. Fame is the wrong thing to, cho- to follow. Purpose is the best thing to follow. He will find purpose, we find fame. That's the way God has created life. Resources follow some things. Are you with me? Are you with me? Have you noticed that even when a person gets it right and it begins to look like somebody that people can vote for, people will start sponsoring his campaign? Hope you know. Is someone blessed this morning? Look like it looks like a short exhortation. <laughs> is someone blessed this morning? See, this is why we pray in tongues. Oh, our eyes must be open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We worship you. We give you praise. Can we just spend a minute to just pray? Now, you, you can start from here, right now. We can ask God that, Lord, open my eyes, enlarge my heart. In a minute, I want you to pray. If you mean it, pray seriously. Pray wholeheartedly. It is very obvious that there are things about my life that I don't even know. Lord, I know I am more than this. Definitely from your plan. I know. So I just trust myself again into your heart. Okay, Lord. I might have made a lot of mistakes in life, but in this matter, help me. I'm just saying that enlarge my heart and open my eyes to see. What do you see about me that I don't see about myself? He said to Gideon, mighty man of valor. Gideon said, who is a mighty man? They just said, that's the way we see you over there. You see yourself as somebody hiding. We see a mighty man. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, we love you, we love you. We love you, we bless your name. We give you praise. Glory to your name. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to your name. 
in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.